Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. Today's episode of The Real Deal On is brought to you by GuidedHypnotic.com. That's GuidedHypnotic.com. Are you feeling stressed out, anxiety-ridden, perhaps experiencing night terrors? That may be because you are full of anxiety. Bust that anxiety with your free download at guidedhypnotic.com. All right. So <laughs> I love that, Doug. So now I gotta go ahead and record that. Now I have to go to guidedhypnotic.com just to find out you, what that is. <laughs> and hopefully everybody will right now go to guidedhypnotic.com. You, you right, understand so, whatever I go ahead and pause and I'm like paying attention to that. All right. Right? Uh, it's it's as good as the hand motions. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if we're in, in for a treat, uh this this show is based on uncovering and unpacking successful models and we are now in a gig economy where people have multiple side hustles and have a, a good friend on now who we are in a uh, program together a mentor mind a mastermind where um, we're he's one of the coaches I am not one of the coaches in it he's kind of one of the uh, founders with Paul Fink he's been the you're the OG right the, the I, I am the original student so yes, as far as the, well, I won't say the original he's had a couple before me but I'm the one that's definitely stuck okay so different. you're the stickiest student yeah I'm the stickiest yes <laughs> all right so Keith Meals is an international coach and trainer, author, real estate investor, and owner of Central Florida's premier renovation and remodeling company. He loves helping others reach their potential with his results-focused coaching style. As a challenge solver, he sees opportunities where others only see issues. Since 2008, this approach has helped his students explode their businesses and their lives. Keith has been in the construction industry in Florida since 2002. Keith's innovative ideas and processes have formed the foundation for two construction companies, On-Time Home Reminders and On-Time Construction Consulting. He helps homeowners create their dream home with his low-stress remodeling process and management of their ongoing home maintenance. Keith, his beautiful fiance Alice, and his awesome stepdaughter and budding entrepreneur, Paige, live just outside beautiful Orlando, Florida. Keith offers a guide to help you choose the right contractor for your next project at contractorhiringsecrets.com, along with the opportunity to schedule a consultation to discuss your next renovation project. These consults have saved, saved his clients hundreds of thousands of dollars and helped them get exactly the project result they want. Wow, that was a pretty badass intro. Yeah, you did very You know, well. I won't even say it's the best introduction today. I'll say that's the best introduction all week. All week. <laughs> and, and it's Wednesday. So, okay. So, uh, you still got time to, to go up. That's great. Um, so, first of all, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your most valuable asset, your time. Uh, we thank know you, you obviously have a lot of opportunity. On. So, to share oh. with your people. So, I always love to be able to help as many as I can. So, you know that part. Well, you do. You know, I got to know you as as a coach through uh, Maverick uh, Millionaires, but um, 
you have so much more to offer beyond that. And you bring your, your skills as a uh, business person, businessman into your coaching, which is phenomenal. Um, But so share your story a little bit as to how you, which, which came first, the construction or the coaching? You know what? It's literally, I was doing construction, working for one of the custom home builders in Orlando. Well, and as you're building custom homes, so one of the things that ends up happening is it's not like a quick build. We're not done in 90 days. So we're, t- we're talking nine months, 12 months. So for most in projects a row? we had. So, and whenever we've got that going on, I start asking. I'm like, all right, these people are building multi-million dollar houses. What the heck are they doing to be able to go ahead and afford these homes? And you had the typical stories. You had CEOs of companies. So you had people who own their own business. So we're going ahead and doing that. So, But the one thing from all the different jobs that they had, the one thing they had in common was real estate. So, so real estate investing was the thing. I'm like, all right, if they're doing this for real estate investing, I've got to figure this piece out. Um, so what I did is I started off by reading like so many people do. I went out and got a book. So and amazingly enough, it just happened to be Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm-hmm. Um, read that. And it's, you know, it's always funny because I've, you always hear, and that, well, at least I always hear now um, from the people I hang out with, you know, you're, you're learning. So only stops when you stop reading. If you stop learning, you stop earning is what ends up happening. So you yep. fall behind everybody and everything. And at that time, I wasn't a big reader. So, but I read that and it was like the, you know, it really literally blew my mind. I'm like, wow, there's an entirely different way of thinking that I knew nothing about. Just because, I mean, my mom was, my mom's an awesome person. So took care of my brother and I after she got divorced and things, but she was taught that you go out, work for a company. So for the next, you know, 40 years, they give you your watch and a retirement plan whenever you're done. So, and you're all good to go. And I just knew that wasn't me anyways. So I used right. to bounce around job to job. And that was where the issue was. Is my mom used to tell me, she's like, you're, no one's going to hire you because you only stay there for two to three years maximum and then you leave. I'm like, well, I get bored. Little did I know at the time, that was just training me to be an entrepreneur because I worked in so many different industries. So from mom and pops all the way up to Fortune 500 companies and what that created for me was such a, a breadth of knowledge. So once I got the opportunity to jump into real estate investing, so I jumped into that real estate investing. So with me and a partner, we were both construction managers um, at the same uh, custom home building company. So we started diving into real estate investing and, and got into that. I did some advanced trainings. You know, we got the book and then, you know, the amazing thing that happens, Doug, is, hey, here's a book. And you're like, I'd really love to learn more. And what happens? You learn Tickets more. for their event show up. Oh, yeah. Like, here's free tickets to our event. Imagine that. <laughs> so oh, to, to Robert's event? To one of Robert's events, exactly. Yeah. So one of his, uh, it was a three-hour preview. So okay. it was what it was. Um, so we got those tickets. And we're like, oh, I was stoked. I'm like, this is going to be freaking awesome. Um, we went to, and of course, there was another trainer that was out there that was the one conducting the event. And everything he talked about, though, I was like, this is the best. This is what I want to do. We can go ahead and make millions of dollars doing this. So, And my partner at that time, who is now my, well, at that point, it was my brother-in-law. Now he's my ex-brother-in-law. Um, but whenever we were going through it, I'm like, let's do this. And he's like, okay, let's do it. So we jumped into it, went head first into it, went to a couple of different trainings, invested in a very large coaching package at the time um, that we went ahead and split. And that's what started me down the road. So I was going that route. Um, so what would, would, had you already invested in real estate at that point? Not, a, not one bit. Okay. So that was literally, that was my training to get into real estate. So of what that was going to be. Um, so that's, to me, that was the jumping off point. Right. Well, yeah, the first investment was yourself before the actual real estate, right. uh, which is so interesting how, you know, we know this in the coaching world, very often people are thinking, when I make the money, then I'll invest in myself. <laughs> and, you know, sadly, that's like saying, when I lose the weight, then I'll start eating. But I'll look good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
um, so you invested in that you were working still as still uh, working construction manager, construction manager. Okay. Uh, which, which at that point meant 60 to 70 hours a week. So yep. we were literally, when we started in it and, and I know you're a real estate investor, so you know, these pieces, but, but literally we'd, we would sit in the evenings. So after we got done with work and we were doing mailers at that time. So that was before the, the internet marketing piece got as big as what it is now. So we were literally sitting there handwriting letters because that was what was prescribed to us by the coaching program that we were in. Wow. So we're sitting there handwriting letters every night, sending them out. And for anyone who knows me, I'm one of those people where I'm high energy until my energy's done. When my energy's done, I'm literally like the light went off like that. Yeah. So I'd be sitting there writing. So in <laughs> and, and, and my partner would look at me and go like, it might Wait, be what you, oh, Now, they were recommending that you handwrite the letters uh, looking for, like, were you getting skip traces or how are you getting, who are you? We were doing, uh, one of we started out, the area we started investing in was foreclosure. So we were getting foreclosure lists. as well. Okay. foreclosure lists, actually. So And um, the recommendation we, was to handwrite it versus Versus going ahead and doing like the that. pre-printed, yeah, send it out. So it's more Figuring personal. that the handwriting, someone's going to open. That's exactly it, especially on the envelopes and things like that. And then yep. they did... And one of the things they taught us back then was um, tracking, So, which was huge. I've used that for my business for everything, for all my businesses. But with the marketing pieces, they used to have us go ahead and write it in a different color ink. So mm-hmm. whenever somebody was opening the letter and whenever they called you from the letter, you'd go, well, what color was the, what color is the ink on that letter? So you knew which letter in the series it was. Oh, so smart. you could track which one was actually working okay. and which one worked for them to right get them to pick up the phone. And um, but that meant handwriting them up. So with different that colors. results? Huh? Did that, yeah, we ended up getting our first two deals came from that. So from writing those. Now, the, whenever we got it, this was 2008. So it was whenever we started real estate investing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so although everybody's always talking about how much money that they were making. So coming up to that piece, and, that, and that's what all the examples were for all of the yeah. trainers. Like, we're making a ton of money doing this. This is going to be awesome. My partner and I were so excited. And, it, you know, 2008, we buy two houses. With both of us being in construction, we figured we've got all these connections. This is going to go boom, gonna boom, boom. Yep. We're going to be in and out of this house six weeks. Both of these houses are done on the market. We're going to make money. This is going to be perfect. Well, six weeks turned into six months. So 2008 rolled into 2009. So we know what's going on this whole time as far yeah. as the market goes. Um, so those first two deals, my half of the loss, the check that I wrote to get out of it, so it was $20,000 on each of them, a little over $20,000 on each property. Was your loss? Was my loss. So $40,000 combined. And that has nothing to do with the amount that I invested in my education at that yep. point. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to first of all acknowledge your, um, your stick-to-itiveness. Uh, my craziness? Most, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but for most, that would be Dumb. The, the, the evidence that mm-hmm. this isn't going to work. Correct. Uh, and... That is so amazing. And, and again, I, I hope that people start noticing as they're listening to these shows, these patterns that show up that the, 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 we, the we only, all fumble all over ourselves before we ever get successful. Right. Like, <laughs> and so when that happened, what, what went through your mind? So you, you, you cut two 20 K checks, mm-hmm. you had invested probably what another 25 or 30. In I thought th- probably, actually, I think it was 37,000 was what the coaching program, because there were two of us. So, but that was okay, well, still, so, so is that 20. still what 18, okay. right? Yeah. So, so there you are, you're out nearly, you know, 60 K within a year, I'm guessing. Right. Oh, um, definitely within a year. So it was probably about nine months. And in a market that 
people like are freaking out. Like right. no one knows what's going on. Exactly. What were you thinking when that happened? Um, the, I got afraid. There's no question about it. I mean, it's hard to go ahead and keep writing those kinds of checks and want to do it. So I got what, what we call paralysis analysis, mm -hmm. where every deal that was possible that came in, we would analyze numbers like there was no tomorrow. And what ended up happening is, and the worst part about the paralysis analysis piece, outside of it taking forever to actually make a decision or get to anything, is if we were able to reinforce whatever the decision was. So if somebody bought it and bought the house, they're like, all right, it was a good deal. I should have just jumped on it. I'll jump on the next one. And that was the self-talk that was going on. I'll get the next one. And it won't be a challenge. <laughs> or you got to the end of it and you looked at it and then no one ended up buying it. You're like, all right, I ran my numbers right. And it wasn't a good deal, which reinforced the taking your time to run the numbers and delaying your decision. Is it that? <laughs> Either, either way, these are not helpful for me being successful in the future. Right. So how long did that go for before that you, lasted, like how did you get out of that? Well, and actually I got out of it. It was, you know, it was funny because you talked about Paul earlier and I had met Paul and I, I saw Marshall as one of your guests before. So mm -hmm. Paul at that point was working with Marshall, um, helping him out in his rooms. And I'd gone to a Marshall event because I had tickets to a Marshall event and I went there. So, and I will say awesome event for anybody who wants to go. I yeah. highly recommend that. Oh yeah. And just, stuff. I'll just reiterate, um, it's Marshall Silver. If for those of you who didn't uh, go ahead and listen to Marshall's episode when you get a chance, cause um, Marshall gives a pretty cool offer at the end of that. So you, know, you may want to take advantage <laughs> of it. Yeah. Well, he does. Yep. God bless him. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but I went to that event and I, that's where I met Paul at. So he was one of the coaches that was at that event. I was an attendee. So, and they did the, they go up and the coaches go ahead and talk a little bit. So, and then they had the opportunity to go sit down and have a meal with the coaches. So, and I'm, it, I always like to sit as close to the front as I can possibly get whenever I go to an event. So I was up front. So unfortunately, by the time I got back to the back of the room, so not realizing the patterns at that point, by the time I got back there, Paul's schedule was booked. Yeah. Yep. So he was booked out. His wife was booked out. Deb was booked out too. Cause those were the two. I'm like, those, well, I want to sit with one of those two. So I chose one of the other coaches that still had some availability. So went, had, you know, had some great conversation. It definitely got me stoked on the mindset piece. And that's where I started to realize this is the part that I'm missing right now. So, because mm -hmm. I'm the one holding me back. And what um, year is so this? This is, would that have been 2008? Actually, that would have been, yeah, that would have been 2000. No, that would have been 2009. So this happened right after that piece. Right. So, I, so I, I, we sold those houses and about a month later, I went to the Marshall event. So I want to also acknowledge you and, and point out a pattern here. <laughs> Even though you lost two deals, right. you had could potentially have gone, this coaching stuff doesn't work. Right. Instead of doing that, you were like, you know what? I'm going to continue down my education path. I'm going to find myself at other events and continue on the investing in your most valuable asset, which is you. Me, right. Um, I, but beautiful. Sorry, I just got to point them out when they happen because I, I sometimes I wonder, like I hear, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. I just want to <laughs> make sure everyone is like grabbing this. Right. And it is, and it's, it is one of the biggest things. And, and people, I've talked to so many friends and family, they look at those things and they, a lot of my family has no idea that whole story. So, because if, if they knew the story, so they would be like, let ready to lock me up. They're like, we got to get you committed. Something's going on. You're going. So you didn't, you didn't there. obviously then uh, consult with your family about oh, what yeah. your next uh, decisions may or may not be. Did they mm -hmm. have advice for you? Were they telling you things like, Oh, I told you real estate was going to suck or. You know what? The only one that and they actually didn't say it, they may have thought it would have been my partner's um, wife. So who was my sister-in-law. So uh -huh. she may have thought that 
um, at the time. And, and then well, by that time that we, that I ended up doing that, I was already divorced. So it didn't matter what my, what my wife thought. <laughs> that end. Um, so yeah, they definitely may have thought it. My brother and my mother had no idea. My brother actually helped out on a bunch of the rehab work that we did. So, but he didn't know the money that was going in it because he was getting paid as an employee for the work he was doing. Right. So he was—he's the only one that made money on the job. So, right. <laughs> well, and, and so I just want to also put uh, a little context for for some people, and most of the people watching this or listening are entrepreneurs and, and would never mm-hmm. think this. There is a lot of risk, a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into investing. And I think sometimes people see someone successful driving around in a nice car and having all this great stuff and they go, hey, I want that. They're not working that hard, you know, and, they, and it's interesting to watch and is why it's important that we put this out. So we just lay a, a path for people to like do that and also maybe appreciate what investors and what people go through in order to create that level of success for whatever that means to that person. Well, and you know, and that's exactly right because it is, you know, one of the big things that I would get questioned all the time. And I still get questioned to this day because I still work the same way because I love what I do with my businesses between the coaching and between my, con- my construction remodeling business is people are always like weekends come and you get that. Hey, it's, you know, Hey, you know, it's Friday TGIF. So it's going to be an awesome weekend. I get to do whatever the heck I want to do. And the funny thing is what I choose to do on those weekends so outside of I do stuff with my family, of course, there's no mm-hmm. question about that. But every day I do something work related because in and, and my and literally my family will say this like we're on vacation. I'm like, can't you just step away at all? And I'm like, it, so here's the thing. You when they're on vacation, they want to do nothing. And that's their enjoyment. And they're they're good with that. And I'm good with that too. That's what mm-hmm. I want them to do while they're there. The challenge for me is if I step away from doing any of that, I'm actually hurting myself because of the fact that I actually miss it. And that's what people don't realize with the entrepreneurs is I love what I do. So if right. you make me not do it, you're actually depriving me of something. And that's the part that so many people, especially friends and family and stuff, don't necessarily get unless they're entrepreneurs too. Right. Um, it's so, yeah, I mean, I think that Heidi and I, when we go on vacation, you know, we go to Disney. Well, we used to right. go to Disney quite a bit. Uh, we're going soon. <laughs> yeah. But um like we would be like, okay, so, all right. So t- today or tomorrow we got to, you know, we, we're not going to really get going till noon because we each have clients from like, you know, right. 10 to noon or whatever. And mm-hmm. we're just going to be, you know, separate ourselves, give Ellie something to do. And, you know, right. we're, we're going to take care of what we can. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, there is a, a mindset shift. Um, Huge. But uh, at and, the same and, time, it's be, that's the life we design. Right. And that's, ex- and that what you just said there. That's the key is we chose what this looks like. And that's, that's the awesome part about being the entrepreneur. So as you get to choose how that shows up. And like for me, I get up every day. So no matter what day of the week it is, at 4.15 in the morning. So is when I get up. So at 4.15 in the morning, I wake up, which means that my, my fiance and her daughter do not wake up at 4.15 in the morning. So unless we're going to like well, down to Christmas a sign, time, we're driving know. the keys, they'll be up at 4.15 in the morning to walk out to the, the truck to get in it and go back to sleep. So it's like right. what Yeah. So I get lots of time in the morning where I have space to actually do stuff before we would be, you know, like, hey, we're going, like you're talking about going to the parks. We're going out for a family day and doing something, whatever that might be. So I have a ton of time. So in that case that I'm able to go ahead and do what I do for my businesses before we ever leave. So it really never impacts my family time. 
So I won't say never, but rarely impacts my yeah, family. Yeah, because I'm sure you don't do your coaching calls at uh, 4, you know, 15, 5.30 a.m. If I could find people to show up, Doug, I'd be there at 4.15. I know, I know you would. I'm just saying yeah. the average, uh, especially <laughs> since we got a client in California. And there, yeah, that's uh, a little yeah. more of a challenge. Well, actually, for them, if they're up late, they might That's true. Out. Yeah, it may not be as bad. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, that, and that's, for us, that's the key, though, is we love to do that. And, and I'd, I'd say always, if you, whatever you love to do, whether it's work, whether it's play, whatever it is, do as much of it as you possibly can because um, it's going to help you. And that's the part for being the entrepreneur. You're right. People see success and they're like, oh, yeah, they're driving around. They're getting to do this. And I mean, my, guy, my subs that work on my sites for my construction sites are always like, oh, so you're traveling again. Where are you going on vacation this time? So it was always the joke. Um, whenever I leave, because before all the, the COVID stuff is going on now. So the thing that ended up happening is we were, I was traveling at least once a month where I'd be gone for a week, if not more often than that. So for business, not a lot of that's the coaching side of things. Mm-hmm. So whenever we're traveling, but even for me, I still go to trainings now. And, right. you know, going to those trainings would be some of the things that I was doing too. And they'd be like, oh, you're going on vacation here, you're going on vacation. I'm like, Sure. Well, there's a reason why also yeah. <laughs> these, you know, where we have events at nice places because we want people to, so, it, it, oh, you're going to Vegas again. It's like, exactly. well, yeah. you, you know that I just, I ain't gambling. Right. Like, I'm yeah, investing I, I, and. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to Leesburg, nothing against Leesburg, but we're not planning on going away to Leesburg. So it's just not my thing. What's that? It's a city up near me, <laughs> oh, okay. like a little town. I'm not going to some little town. Like we're going somewhere where it's fun. That's why we plan events. And you know, that's why we have events in Orlando. That's why we have events in Vegas. I'm still not sure about the Jersey thing though. Yeah. What's up with that? I th- you know, it's just because he lives up there is what it comes down to. So we can drive to that event. He figures I get to drive to the Orlando ones. He gets well, yeah, but, the yeah but you could do it at uh, uh, Wildwood or something, right? That's in I, I, Is that easy to get into? So that would be the, you know. It's not. I don't I mean, know. You have tried? Uh, no, we have, we've done, we did um, AC once last year, so, no, and, no, which worked was... out really well for me, but for everybody else, it was a challenge because there's no direct flights in the Atlantic. Nothing. Uh, Orlando was, literally, I think, was the only place that had a direct flight. And I'm like, oh, we lucked into this one. So Yeah, there you go. So, all right, so now it's it's 09. You're, mm-hmm. you're at a um, Marshall Silver event. You meet Paul met and Paul, Jeff. So I met him there, so, and I didn't get the chance to sit down and talk to him at that point. Um, but what I did is actually at that event, um, I just literally two days before that started dating my fiance now. Um, so I had started dating her there and I'm, you know, at the end of the, each day I'm calling oh, you her. You brought her to the event? Her. No, she didn't go to the event. I just met her and she, it was her birthday during that day. So that two days while I was at the event was her birthday and she okay. had plans to go down and see her friends in West Palm. So she was down there having a good time with them. I'm calling her though every night whenever I'm done. And of course, you know, you know how it is going to any, any event, like a Marshall event. So you're stoked whenever that event's over and you have so yeah. much energy and you want to talk about so many different things. And that's what I was doing. I was calling her and I'm like, whenever he comes back to Orlando, which is going to be in three months. I said, whenever he comes back to Orlando, you're coming with me. Cause I, we have tickets. I can come back to this as many times as I want to come back to this. So and she's like, okay. Uh, and she ended up telling me, so three months later, we come back to the event. So Paul and Deborah there again. So I had a little bit better idea of I needed to go ahead and start moving before the crowd actually moved. Right. So unfortunately, that the challenge with Marshall events is you have so many people to come back that they know the same thing. I still right. go back there and still didn't get Paul and Deb. <laughs> I was back there a lot earlier. But, um, but anyways, we went, so Alice and I went to lunch on the first day with a bunch of the students that were there as attendees. So, and we went, we were talking, and she actually, after lunch, we're walking back, and she looks at me, and she goes, I wanted to let you know, I almost stopped dating you whenever you were calling me from then, because I, you were like on this other planet. 
said it and I didn't know what that planet was. And I, I just thought it wasn't for me. She's like, and I'm so happy that I stuck with it. So and found out what it was before I made a decision. She wow. said, because now I totally understand what you're saying. And that literally that got her on board like that, which as you know, is huge having the person that's the, uh, one of the most important people in your life on board with you for what's going on. Instructive point there as well. Bring your partner, <laughs> business or personal to mm -hmm. events so that you can share the experience and have a, uh, an understanding of what's going on because it is, it's, it's paradigm shifting. Right. For, for everybody. And that's the biggest challenge that we'll see at events is that one person will come and they'll be shifting and the other person's at home and isn't in that process. And no matter what happens, whenever you go home, no matter how much you relay, you can only pull them forward so much. And unfortunately, and it's no fault of their own, it's just they're not at the event. So unfortunately, you end up getting pulled back further from what you had grown into there just because that's where and it moves it moves them forward a little bit, but it moves you back. The challenge is or the, the benefit is when you both go, you both take a jump. You're, you may still slide a little, but you're both going to be at a higher level, pushing yourselves to a higher level. Right. Or, and, and not, you know, not that it's I'm encouraging this, but sometimes that's when then people go, okay, you know what, this is where this is going. I think now I'm done. Yeah. And which is a gift as well. Not it it's a painful one, but for some, you know, like it's I think, needed. yeah, that's kind of what happened in, in, in my world. You know, my, mm -hmm. my ex-wife, we, you know, we, we sort of, she came to a, our, my first event was a Tony Robbins event was UPW right. and after that, it kind of, we went up together and then uh, she was she made like, an entirely ah, different choice. It wasn't yeah. for her. Yeah. And it just sped up the inevitable. Right. Well, and it is. And that's one, it's one of the funny things that whenever couples come to us and if they're having challenges, whenever they come into our program, because I mean, just like you and Heidi do, I mean, we don't just coach business, we coach life. So that's what right. we coach whenever we're working with everybody. And whenever they come, they're having challenges. And they're like, will you be able to save our marriage? I'm like, I promise you one thing, you will make a decision one way or the other and be good with the decision by the time you're done with the program. Right. Yeah. And it's important. Yeah. No All right. So you got a second chance to meet Paul and Deb. And still didn't get a chance to sit down with them. So what ends up happening is at that event, I went ahead and invested. Actually, I'd already invested the first time with Marshall in one of the upper level packages. So he had a fulfillment event that was right after the, the um, two-day event. Um, for that package. So I went to that and there um, I got to know Paul, but another speaker came in and gave tickets away to his event. Well, it just so happened that that event, which was in, I think, October, November, um, we went to that event, which was in Jacksonville. So one up that? there uh, and Paul happened to be a coach that was helping out this speaker also whenever I got up there. And he does his spiel up in the front like he always does, you know, and get, lets people get to know him a little bit. So and says, hey, if you want to go ahead and sign up for lunch, let's go back to the back table, sign up. No one got up to go back. So I, 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 I've called, I was happy as heck. It's like, this is yeah. sweet. So I go back, sign up, um, ready to go. So I come back to the seat. I signed Alice up too at the same time. So and she's like, I'll go. So I don't know what I'm going to talk about. She said, but I'll go. So I'm like, perfect. So I go back and, and pay for it and come back and sit down. And I'm like, we're the only one signed up. It's like, this is the cheapest one-on-one -on -one that I've ever bought in my life with any coach. I'm like, I'm so stoked. So we sit down So and then, you know, they go ahead and break for lunch. So we go back later to meet him to break for lunch. And we had to leave the hotel because the restaurant, they didn't have anything in the hotel. So we had to walk to a local restaurant. And I go walking back and I see Paul standing back there with somebody. And I'm like, no. So, and, and he looks at me and he goes, you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. He's like, this is Ashley. I said, hey, Ashley, how you doing? So he's like, follow me. This is where we're going to go. So he, him and Ashley walk out and they're talking and Alice and I are walking behind and I'm looking at Alice and I'm going, 
you know, I said, I, we missed out on the chance to have a one-on-one time. She's like, don't worry. You know, being, being the supportive um, spouse or supportive significant other, she's like, don't worry about it. I'm probably not going to talk that much anyways because I don't have a business. So you can use my time to go ahead and talk Aww. to Paul. It's one of the reasons why I love her so much. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, she, whatever makes you happy. So, um, so we're walking over. I'm like, all right, I'll be all right. So we get over there. And we start talking and, and you know, cause you've been in these, these lunches before or those types of lunches before. So Paul does a little bit of talking about himself and then asks who wants to talk. And, and as you can imagine, I, you know, me sitting there and being you're quiet. Like, you're like a horse shack. Exactly. So I went ahead and talked and well, I'd probably talk 15, 20 minutes, whatever it may have been. So Paul's like, all right. And we talked about a few things. And then he looked at Ashlyn. He's like, all right, so what's going on with you? What can I help you with while we're sitting here at lunch? Which, you know, went through that piece with him. And Ashley started talking and he was a real estate investor. He was a wholesaler. So, and in the next, I think it was 60, it was either 45 or 60 days. He had to come up with 60 grand. So, and he'd been doing wholesaling for a long time. So we're talking probably seven or eight years. So he knew the game mm-hmm. um, on that side of things. Uh, and I was looking at Paul and Paul's like, and, and I'm, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm like moving around in my seat. I'm like that nervous kid. So, and he's like, Keith, do you have something to say? I'm like, are you okay with me? You know, going ahead and saying something. He's like, yeah, go ahead. He said, if there's anything I need to redirect or anything like that, he said, I'll, you know, I'll jump in and redirect. It's not a problem. So but if you, you know, if you got feedback for him, I'll help him out. Go ahead. So I started in and then, so for the rest of the time, which was about 45 minutes. So I talked to Ashley about how we can go ahead and create the six or the, um, the $60,000 in the next 45 to 60 days that he needed to have. So we did And we kept looking up and Paul's like, you're right on track. Just keep on going. So I started in and then, so for the rest of the time, which was about 45 minutes. So I talked to Ashley about how we can go ahead and create the six or the, um, the $60,000 in the next 45 to 60 days that he needed to have. So we did And we kept looking up and Paul's like, you're right on track. Just keep on going. Uh, so literally, like Paul got the chance to eat, which as you know, in coaching lunches, half yeah. the time we don't eat, we wait until yep. after we're done and then we actually eat because we're usually so stoked at what we're doing during lunch. And um, so he actually got a chance to eat and we're walking back and I'm walking back talking to Ashley the whole time and Alice is behind me walking with Paul and we get back over there. So and Ashley goes in and Paul's like, you did an awesome job. He said, you know, this is something that, you know, you really ought to think about. So I'm like, all right, cool. So thanks. Um, so he goes in and, you know, goes back in. We start the event and we come back out at the next break. And I was talking to Alice and Alice told me what Paul said. She's like, he said, you're like this far away from being a really good coach. He said, you have to make some tweaks and do a couple of things different. He said that you've got so much of this already to be able to be effective doing this. So, and of course that was the, well, there's two things. One, it was the truth. So for, you know, cause Paul won't say anything that's not the truth one way or the other. And for anybody who knows Paul, Paul's a hell of a salesman. So as far as that goes, so at the same time, he knew what he was doing by seeding that with Alice because that was going to come back to me. Right. That's what it did. And right. it did. Yeah. So, and, and I was like, and it, I, I, I wanted to have that. And it's literally what I thought of after he said that. I'm like, you know what? I used to coach. I played baseball for over a decade. So, and then I coached younger kids and then high school kids. So in baseball, and I love that. And I always thought it was because I love baseball. It had nothing to do with baseball. It had everything to do right. with being able to help people. Baseball at that time was just what I was coaching people in because it's what I knew at that time to be able to help people with. Um, and that's what, that's the part that hit me at that time. And I'm like, you know what, that's actually what it is. That's what I love to do is help others go ahead and achieve and realize what they, what there's possible for them and what they can actually do and help them map out that path to get there. So, and help them move along that way. And that was, that literally was like the epiphany piece of boom, I want to do coaching. So as far as and that at part. that time you were in Marshall's program, uh, were you still in Robert's? Uh, no, not, uh, no, we were done with Roberts at that point. So, so 
then you are in Marshall's and now Paul is still with Marshall, but he gives you that plant set seed. Was Paul yet on his own as well? Or uh, at that point was right whenever Paul had gone into, gone into being on his own Okay, um, from Marshall. And at the same point, I was done with the Marshall pieces that I had. Uh, Cause as you know, the pro or at least the programs at that point were very much event driven. And I'd already done all the fulfillment on the events that I was supposed to have. Right. Um, so that piece I was complete with. So you're ready. You were ready for the next step. You, the next at step. that point, had you done any new real estate investing? Still hadn't. And that, because of the fact that I didn't have that person I felt comfortable with to be able to run things by. So I was still in the paralysis analysis mindset. Got it. That was what it came down to. So then um, you joined Paul's program at that point? I joined Paul's program there. So I signed up for his program and also the speaker's program there because they had a, um, an, a, he had a training that he was putting on about speaking. So about being a speaker. Paul so and Marshall. About being successful for that. So what's that? Paul or Marshall had the speaker. No, actually the speaker that Paul was at the event supporting. Oh, got it. Okay. For this one up there. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I started working with Paul one-on-one. So did the, um, started in that. And at that point, that was his coaching program. He had, it was six one-on-one calls over three months. So I started down that road with him. So did my first two calls and found out he was having an event in Connecticut. It was literally his first one day event that he was doing all for himself. Um, and I saw, I found out about the event and I'm like, I really, I reached out to him and I'm like, can I come up and volunteer? Can I come up and help? So you don't need to pay me. You don't need to do anything. I just want to be there for this event and be able to help you in any way that I can. So, and the, yeah. and here's the funny part about it because all of us as entrepreneurs are, are so used to doing so many things ourselves and figuring it out and making it happen without the assistance. Mm -hmm. I literally scared the, I don't know whether I'm supposed to swear on your, on your Facebook lives, Doug. So, but I scared the shit out of him is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and literally he paused because I sent him this email and asked him this question. It took him 24 hours to get back to me. And he got back to me. He's like, if you're going to pay your own way up here and you're going to buy your own hotel room, pay for your own hotel room, pay for your food and everything like that. He said, sure. If you want to come up and do that, I'm more than happy to have you. Um, so that was, that was my first opportunity at actually helping out in the back of someone's room. Uh, and that's where the stickiness happened. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, once I got the opportunity, yeah, uh, crapped on and you yeah. know, I'm done. So he can't get rid of me anymore. Uh, so that's where that actually started. And that literally comes in. It's one of the, it, again, it's one of the funny things for people that are successful. Whenever you look back at things, what I always look back at is I wasn't getting paid for that. It wasn't somebody saying, hey, come and do this. It was, I see an opportunity where I can provide value. So mm -hmm. and I'll do whatever it is, even if it's out of my own pocket to make this happen. And that's one of the keys that literally even to this day for people who want to work with me, like in my construction business or want to learn how I run my business and things like that. I'm like, the first thing you need to do is read this. And I give them the same book that I got. I, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. I'm like, read this. Whenever you're done reading that, come back to me and we'll have a conversation. You know how many people have actually done that and come back to me? Uh, very few. Who know? My one. project. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I think here we, another, I think, uh, point to address is because you valued your time and I'm not, I don't want to come across like I'm accusing people of not valuing themselves, but we know that that oftentimes right. is it's a self-worth issue that people are like, Oh, I don't know if I deserve. Right. You went up and you worked for free. You donated your time. Um, and it like, I'm sure you weren't, you know, like looking wherever you were financially at that time, mm -hmm. obviously you're, you had your business going, you had things happening uh, to a degree, but I'm a guess that it was a capital expense oh, yeah. to get yourself up there, that it, it was not at, like- at that point, you, have, you have to realize the real estate business had been a huge negative. So it was all it had right. been. 
and I had actually it was right before I was gonna right before we got laid off from the company that I worked for building custom homes so because it was about four months later I got laid off from that but that was the thing is for me that was a huge amount of money to be able to go ahead and spend after I'd gone ahead and already put out 60 grand I mean it was you know it was still a couple grand to fly up there for the hotel so take care of right. my food all, I mean all the things that I needed to, to take care of for that and that was and it was to work it, it wasn't right. like he was saying you could uh, like be there for free yeah it was still costing you your sweat equity and, right. and so forth. And I think, again, that's a, an instructive bit of business because, you know, when I look at my successes in life, you know, my first success in the music industry, I interned, I worked for free. I lived off of credit right. cards. Exactly. Right? And then to get into Tony, I started out crewing and right. that's how I infiltrated the community. And I, and I started to get to know people. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I, now I'm, I give access to some of the people. And then that was how I finally got to Tony. But like those experiences are vital. They are. And it, it literally goes ahead. And what it shows is that you're willing to do literally whatever it takes, like we always talk about. So right. it's, you know, hey, just tell me what to do. And I'll, I'm more than happy to be the person to take care of that for you because that's valuable enough. And the way I always look at it, I truly actually feel so that in a lot of those cases, I should be paying them to be there because I'm taking in so much, even though I'm providing so much value. Well, so for me, them, I, I will tell you, uh, Tony Robbins model is that I uh, you pay for lead. Paul's model is that too now. So yeah. has now. <laughs> pay uh, leadership for uh, date with destiny. Um, basically you pay to crew. Right. Like now you get different trainings, you get different stuff, you are playing a different role. It's not like you're just, you know, zenning the room, but it still is a, a service to the participants that you paid to have to be able to do. Right. And I, and I agree. And it's literally what Paul did because later on, and here's where the challenge came in. Right after I did that piece, I got back and the last two construction managers of my company got laid off outside of me. And I'm like, oh, darn, because after I'd gone ahead and spent that money that I'd done for all that stuff, I'm like, I need to make sure I keep this job because we're talking a six-figure-year job so that I need to be able to hold on to it and make sure my money's coming in so I can take care of my nuts so I don't run into issues because that money that I had saved up, so I'd used and burned. Invested, yep. Yeah, so it's like that, again, it just reinforced the fear piece is what it did. It's like, oh, crap. Um, so that's what I did. I got very focused on that. I literally stopped and I was caught my stutter step with Paul. So I stopped the coaching program. I did, it was either three or four of the six sessions and didn't ever finish that first set of sessions with him. So even after going up and volunteering, wow. uh, one in got, you know, stayed focused on my, on the construction business for going ahead and building custom houses. And in April of 2010, so I, I think it was 2000, yeah, I think it was 2010. So got laid off. So from my construction job, so, and at that point, I was like, all right, what am I going to do? And surprise, surprise, had an event scheduled. So, that just happened to whenever I got there, it was that speaking event that I had told you I had bought at the other one uh -huh. that I invested in. So, I come walking into the hotel, and it was in Orlando. So, I'm like, all right, this is perfect. I don't have to worry about hotel. I can still drive home. I mean, all the, you know, there were things lining up. I'm like, all right, definitely going to this. I got to find out what I can do now anyways. Um, so, I go walking into this event. Oh, and like I'm walking down the hall to where the registration area is at and I look up and who do I see at the end of the hall? It's Paul. Paul. Yeah. And, and if you've ever met Paul, so for something like that, he looks at you and smiles and opens his arms up wide because at that point we were still allowed to hug. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm still hugging. I don't know about you. It's, it's awkward because some people don't want it. But yeah, You get uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but that, so I walked down there and he's like, he's like what happened? And I'm like, and literally at that point, it was one of those emotional points in my life because of everything that happened. I used, I, 
my, like we talked about self-worth earlier, my self-worth was attached to my job. So whenever I didn't have the job, I didn't know how to value myself. So literally he said that and boom, the tears, the waterworks started. So, you know, five minutes of going ahead and, and letting him know what was going on. And he's like, are the goals still the same? So I'm like, yes. He's like, well, then you're in the perfect place. He said, by the end of this weekend, you'll be in a much better spot and know where you're going. Uh, and at the end of that, that's where the part comes in like you were talking about as far as paying for your education piece goes. Because mm-hmm. yep. the piece that he had at that point was teaching you how to go ahead and do the backup room consultative selling that he was doing at events. So, mm-hmm. and he offered that up there. And that's what, and again, another one of those things, I write you a big check. So I go and follow you around for a three-day event, actually four days because you're there the day before. So follow you around for those four days, find out everything that's going on. So, and then after that, there's no promises of doing anything. So it was like, thank you very much for coming out. So, you know, if you want to go ahead and, and do any more, you know, let us know. We'll figure something out. Whenever we have a chance to volunteer, you can come out. And that's whenever you have another chance to volunteer, you can come out and volunteer. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's what happened. And because of the fact that where I live, again, just certain things line up. I live in Orlando. So, so many people come into Orlando to speak and train so that it made it easy. And he was supporting so many speakers in Orlando. Every time he was coming here, I'm like, hey, I'll come and, I'll come and volunteer. I'll come and do whatever. One event in the um, Orlando International Airport, the hotel that's in the Orlando, which is, I think it's a Marriott um, that's in there. So, literally, his, Paul's got six kids, if you don't know Paul. So, amazing story. So, three sets of twins. Um, but he brought, this is when they were all still young. He brings them all with him a lot whenever he goes, especially coming to Orlando because, of course, they went to Disney and stuff like that. But he brings the six of them. Part of my job during that event so was the supervised kids. Yeah. You do whatever is what it comes down to. It didn't matter what was asked. And they all so, they got, they kept all their fingers and toes? Yeah, and uh, as far as I know. So yeah. I didn't see any blood, dug. But you just, yeah. you know, sometimes you hide that stuff. Yeah, true. <laughs> good. Um, so okay. that, and that was really what, and, and again, it's the, I continued to show up and that was the key. So it's one of the reasons because in that, that speaker training piece that I was doing and then the course that Paul offered up afterwards, there were five, it was either five or six people who went ahead and invested in that same program. Mm-hmm. So I was the only one that stuck around and was persistent through it all and kept volunteering. And that's what's led to the fact now Paul and I have been working together for 10 plus years so of me going ahead and helping and coaching his students and helping him at his events. And I'm the one that runs his events now, essentially, whenever we're there. So I take care of everything back of house so he can be up on the stage and doing what he needs to do to be effective and help people move forward. Um, so that's, it's, to me, it's been huge. So without oh, taking sure. those steps in the beginning, so without that volunteering and things like that, I'd never be where I'm at right now. When did you get back in, like, you were obviously you're at this point you're with Paul. How right. did you, so you were out of, out of your gig, right? What did you what start did do? doing? It was doing investing in real estate or starting to build, I, like do your construction yourself. Like well, I actually, was the, it, was, it was the three pieces that I started doing at that point right now. Cause I had a whole boatload of time. So that's the one thing I did have a ton of at that point that was to go ahead and use it. So, and I got into, I got back into real estate investing. It was still wholesaling because I had zero money at that point to be able to mm-hmm. do anything. And, you know, so I, I started working on the wholesale deals with him being there. And it, what it did for me is I could analyze the deals. That was never the challenge. It was knowing that, all right, after those couple of times being burned, so that I can actually go ahead and pull the trigger fast. And that's right. what that was for me. And that's what, you know, having that person by your side is experienced in those areas and go ahead and say, yeah, it looks great. So, or, hey, you might want to look at this or you forgot about this and go ahead and take care of that. And yet what it does is it shortens your learning curve on everything. And for me, it shortened, it was the confidence piece to actually be able to go ahead and take that step then. So I got back into the wholesaling side of things and started making money there. 
And at the same time, that's whenever I created my construction company, my remodeling company at that point. So that's where okay. we started. I didn't have one before that I was working for somebody else. So that's where we went ahead and created that piece. Um, and that started there. And then the coaching piece came about 90 days after that. So it was where that started. So and coaching that, with Paul or were you starting to coach? Uh, in uh, no, I was coaching with Paul. So okay. coaching students there. So it was what we were doing. Cause at, at that point he had been, he'd been on his own for uh, a year and a half or so, a year and a half. So then he needed, he was getting to the point where that program that I went through originally wasn't, wasn't going to be able to work for him because he didn't have enough hours in the day to be able to take care of all of the students and be right. able to go ahead and do the other pieces that he was doing, which was supporting other speakers and speaking on stages himself. So I'm doing that. Yeah. The usual info marketing piece. Right. So it sounds like you also had a, a, a curve in your time uh, availability and allotment because mm -hmm. Paul was doing the bulk of the coaching right. while you were be able to build your business. So it wasn't like you were having lost opportunities because you were so involved with Paul and not able to build your business to get to the point now where you could leverage both, where you're able to, you know, balance. It was, and it was, I guess the way I look at this and you were talking like, Hey, you know, the gig economy and going ahead and grabbing a hold and having side hustles and things like that. So the coaching piece is something that I love to do. So what I wanted to build at that time was the construction business. And again, you're still looking at what's going on in 2010. So it's, you know, it's starting to get a little bit better, but it's not moving real good yet. Right. So you're still kind of stuck. Um, as far as that part goes. So getting it up and running was a much slower and a much, uh, for me then it was still me trading dollars or hours for dollars. Mm -hmm. So, cause it was me going out and doing the work at that point, because a lot of things I was getting were small jobs where I couldn't bring somebody else in to do the work at that point. So, okay. I, so that's where my house was. swinging the hammer. Market. You've always like mm -hmm. part of your gig at, at various times was swinging the hammer yourself. Back before I started doing that, what and I was a construction manager ever since I was in Florida, but in Pennsylvania where I was born and raised, I, that's how I started out. I was in the field. I was the guy doing the work. There's no question okay. about that. Great. Um, um, do you swing hammers ever now? Like, is yeah, ever, do you miss I always tell all my homeowners or my clients, whenever I'm working with them, like, if you see me swinging a hammer, we've got a challenge. Oh, I said, I can do it, but that means that something blew up somewhere and I <laughs> have to go ahead and do this. I said, and I can tell you right now that hasn't happened and- I don't even remember the last that I truly swung a hammer. It's probably been at least four or five years now. Okay. So where I was actually working for any length of time other than, all right, got it. I need to adjust the doorknob or something like that after things are done. So those things I'll take care of if I need to. But even then I usually don't do that. So. Was that something that you enjoyed? And I, I mean, I like being able to do that, but I don't enjoy it enough to be doing that all the time. And I guess the biggest thing that I look at with it, I can have a much bigger impact in the industry by going ahead and running jobs because I mean, for me, the passion part on the construction side is there's so many people and there's such a bad image for contractors that are out there. So that what ends up happening is those guys over there. So it's like they, everyone's heard that horror story. So, you know, this guy did this or that person did that. So and make sure this doesn't happen to you. I've heard so many of those horror stories and I'm like, just like anything else, not all contractors are that way. And there's a much easier, more effective route to do it, which is literally what worked for me. Uh, and that's why I need to go ahead and get that message out there to homeowners, which is like for the contractor hiring secret, that's literally where they came from. So it's an ebook. So it's got 10 tips in there, the questions you need to be asking for looking for contractors. So, and then the secret question to find out whether they actually know what the hell they're doing. So or whether you're going to end up screwed down the line somewhere. Um, but that's, that's how that piece came apart because I want to go or came up about is because I want to go ahead and change that industry. And I want the homeowner to actually know what they should be looking for to go ahead and screen and get the right person. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's increased pieces past that where I actually help them and do um, proposals for them. So they'll come to me with the information about what they want to do for their construction project. So we'll run through a, a, a bunch of different questions um, and we'll, I'll get the idea of what the project is. And I create a proposal for them that they can then use when they're interviewing their, their contractors. Cause now everybody's bidding off of the same exact description as opposed to each one of us coming in and they, you know, they've got a, Hey, I want to remodel the kitchen. Well, you could do this or you could do that. Or you could do that. And next guy comes and does the same thing. Next lady comes in and says, Hey, you could do it. And all of us are bidding an apple and orange and a peach. So, and the homeowner's like, I, to, I don't know how to make the decision on this one. That was what it comes down to. Right. If we give it all on the same thing, then they at least have a general idea and everybody's bidding the same process. And that's the part that most homeowners, they just don't know what they don't know because it's not their gig. They don't know that they need to have that ready for them to be effective. So it's interesting. It sounds like on, on some level, you're actually coaching homeowners as well. That is that is the entire goal, yes. Yeah. So to be able to do that. And then after that, it start coaching my business partners on how to have effective customer-focused businesses so mm-hmm. that you go ahead and take care of your people. So and build big businesses and have lots of employees and you know all, all those types of things where you can have whatever your level of success, whatever your measurement of success is. So by going well, ahead. what is your goal with with both your construction and coaching uh, vision? So for me on the coaching side of things, I literally want to revolutionize the industry so that my company and my process is what every homeowner does. So whenever they're remodeling the house. So whenever they say, hey, you're going to remodel the house, you need to go ahead and do the OTC, the OTCC process to go ahead and get clear on everything that you want so that you've got this whole blueprint that you can literally hand to your contractors and then now they can tell you exactly what's going to happen. So you know exactly what's going to go in the house. So they're able to give you good pricing so that you don't get to the end of the job and you know guys are, guys are saying, hey, I need this much more money or hey, I need this much more or you don't get what you're looking for in the house or it takes six times longer than what you thought it was going to take. So I want to eliminate all of those. So I want to be that go-to person for the entire industry. So I want to rewrite the way, the, the way remodeling is done so mm-hmm. throughout the United States. Love it. And, and that is your coaching slash construction business. Right. So you've, you're marrying the two. Like, right. Love it. So obviously, so- the idea is in Central Florida for me, whenever I'm doing it for people in, in my area here, so is to be able to, for the right projects for my company, so is to be able to go ahead and say, hey, if you're looking for pricing for someone to go ahead and do this, we can go ahead and give you pricing if you would like that from us too. So right. and we can see how we can go ahead and work with you. Well, um, is your goal to be a national construction company as well? The national part, I'm not so sure, but what I am looking for with it is because the proposals are something that are national, is to have partners in other regions or in other areas where they go ahead and these will be people who are trained by me in the first place. Like licensing your method. Exactly. Right. Go ahead and do that. You know, and that's, it is, it's one of the pieces that that's definitely a long-term goal for me of where I want this to grow into. Because I think all it does is help the whole industry out overall. So mm-hmm. and help the clients out and help, it helps the business part. I mean, it literally helps everybody is what it comes down to because things get so much easier for everyone. And who's your end user? Is it mostly uh, for now, is it uh, homeowners or is it construction? Uh, right now it's mainly homeowners. So it was yeah. what it comes down to. So it'll, it'll morph, but I want to go ahead and get, right now it's the build the actual construction remodeling company too. Because right now everything that I get has been referrals, which is built a, I've literally almost doubled my business every year for the last five years. So as far as my remodeling company goes. So it's killing it as far as that part goes, yet it's only relying on referrals. Uh, And as we all know, as business owners, so, you know, if you put all your eggs in that one basket and something happens to the basket, you're screwed. 
<laughs> and well, uh, and we we both know referrals are the best because they're the cheapest, and you have yep. the warmest re- reception and so forth, exactly. um, which can get very addictive. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> then no you go, wait a minute, why was it the easy ones? We all talk about numbers and look at our numbers. We're all like, oh yeah, I'm closing. You know, forty five percent of the people that I talk to, I'm moving forward with the project. Well, they're referrals. You should be closing that. That's yeah, you should be doing better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it, it is, I want to get more of those people and I really do to get the message out. So that's where it starts and then going ahead and one, I've got that proven piece to be able to show the contractors like, Oh, I can see what he's done now. It becomes an easy piece for them to now. They're like, Oh, right. this is what I want to do. Um, so that it's all going hand in hand. And then the third piece of that, Doug, so that I want to go ahead and create because the, I'm seeing the tsunami that's coming in this industry is that they're aging. So most of the people who know what they're doing are getting older and there's not many people coming in that are younger right now because the schools have done an awesome job of saying, hey, you need to go to college and get a good education so you can go out and get a good job. Well, while that's good for certain people, there's no question it works well for them. There's another sector, you know, another part of our society that that's not the best advice you could give that person. So, and they could do very well in this industry. Like all of my business partners, which is what I call my subcontractors, but all of my business partners, though, are all making six figures themselves, the owners of the companies, every year without a challenge. Um, and that's what I want to go ahead and, and they're like, you know, without, um, without swinging contract, hammers. They're not exclusive, but they, yeah. you keep them busy enough to be exclusive. Well, some of them I do keep busy enough to be exclusive, but usually most of them are going ahead and they work for other contractors and or homeowners and do what we call the retail side of it. So they're going out and doing service calls and things like the plumber goes out and does service calls, HVAC guy does switch right. Okay. Like um, but, but yeah, they don't just work for me, but I want to teach. What I want to do then is get more young people involved in the industry because there's a huge opportunity here that you can have a great living and a great life. So, and it takes, like in Florida, it takes five years of a combination of either education or experience to be able to get your license. So, and that takes a little bit of time. You've got to have the persistence and the commitment to really want this and go after it to be able to do that. So, and whenever you do that though, even when you get done, I've had so many contractors who are great at what they do they can't manage their way out of a box. Right. That was what it comes down to. So when they own a business, unfortunately the business fails, which then, you know, for them gets disheartening. Uh, and that's the last part that I want for them. So what so I want part to of your is- model, the, the OTC method is also how to build a construction business, like almost a business. Literally it's, I want to work hand in hand with the guys that are teaching them the trade, whatever trade it would be. And at the same time, be teaching those new people how to go ahead and run a business. Right at the same time. And I've already talked to, I talked to my HVAC guy, one of my plumbers. So my electrician, and they're all willing to do it because they'll get good quality work. Essentially, you're getting someone that's signing up for five years to be your employee because they have to learn this process is what it comes down to. And even when they break out on their own, just like any new business, there's going to be a ramp up time, which means you're going to have someone who's very qualified that's still able to do subcontract to them while they're going ahead and building their own business. So at the right. same time, so they still have that. And I'm also looking to make it as a referral piece for them on a long-term basis, a long-term coaching relationship, mm-hmm. because no matter what, I have people that I go back to that are, that have been building for years, whenever I've got questions or challenges and I don't know what the answer is. So, right. and that's the same piece for them to be able to go back to that person that's trained them. So, and that they can be that advisor so that they're going to need in their business anyways. Awesome. So which do you enjoy more? The, the, the coaching aspect or the, the project or like the, the business management business. side? And it's, I, I, for me, I, it's equal is what I guess okay. the way I look at it. Cause there's, there's different aspects to each of them that I enjoy. Obviously the coaching side of things, I love being able to help people go ahead and realize their potential. And a lot of times 
go so far past what they thought their potential was. Mm-hmm. So that I love that piece. And I still love being able to create something uh, that somebody lives in and loves and is talking to their friends about and taking pictures of and, you know, and they're going to live there for the next 20 years because they love it so much. That to me is fun too. And I love being able to drive past that and go, I did that. Right. Well, and it's such an interesting, it's a different kind of subjectivity. Like right. when someone, you know, they, they have an improvement of their life, it's a little harder to measure, uh, right. which feels good, but it's, you know, based on what criteria and all that. But then, you know, you could see, so again, someone could go, ah, oh, looks great, not my cup of tea. So there's uh-huh. still some subjectivity, but it's, it's at least a complete project that is able to at least be seen. Right. And, and so forth. Um, so I also want to acknowledge your your marketing prowess in that you're always out there sharing, you know, kind of what's going on and um, you're constantly investing in yourself. I know you're a ClickFunnels guy and, and yep. I know you've been to those events and so forth. So you're utilizing the technology and you are, for lack of a better word, revolutionizing, I think, a lot yeah, of sure. the way construction is is done and marketed because a lot of people like it's a different mindset to get into right. the marketing and get into that aspect versus ju- you know, just doing the work the two very different right. hats. Well, and it, and it, and that whenever I was partnered with the business partner, I had when I started real estate investing. So that was one of the biggest differences that we had because in his mind it was, all right, let's get these jobs if we need to, because we're short on time or money, we do the work in them. So that meant you're going point to point to point. So you mean, you've got to finish one project, then you can start marketing for the next project. And that's not a way to build a business. So, or at least if you're going to have a business, it's going to be a roller coaster up and down like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I realized that a long time ago. And it's one of the pieces that I really love. So, is marketing. So, is having those conversations, is figuring things out on how to go ahead and attract people. And you're right. Because like now, every day on my job sites, I'm taking pictures. And like my stepdaughter now, um, she's, she's my driver. So, I always kid her. She's driving Mr. Daisy. So as far as that goes, um, for, any, for any of us who know what that reference actually goes back to. <laughs> well, I, I brought an even older one, Horshack. Like, there you go. Yeah, that's true. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she does that now. So she drives me around. And that's one of the, the things that I look at is I have her taking pictures too whenever I'm out there. Because as you know, I mean, I have social media posts every day. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. I don't miss a day as far as social media goes. And that's one of the things in our industry that most people don't do. Like some of the, I like some of the suppliers in the showrooms will go ahead and do that kind of thing. But the guys who actually have the companies, they're kind of hit and miss. So right. with what they do on social media and that it, it I always tell, and this is what I've always told Paige, that's my stepdaughter. So you only have to do this much more to look like a rock star. Right. And that's literally it because it, and there's so many different ways to do that in life and in your business. So, but doing that. I, that to me isn't a big deal to go ahead and take pictures and post them on social media. So, you know, write a quick little post and put it out there and very few people do it. So it establishes how my much business new business do you think you've gotten or is it just added like, Oh no, I, I, I can literally track that. And so I just finished up a $275,000 project. So renovation. So they came directly off of my social media and off of, I still use that still the real estate stuff. The, um, the banners out by the street so mm-hmm. is what I use. I still use those on every one of my job sites that has my social media links on it. I don't put a website on it anymore. Just my go. social media links. Smart. Because that's updated all the time. Right. So I want them to go there. I want them to be able to follow that. I want them to be able to, they can ask questions through there. So, and literally that job came directly from one of those signs, which led to the social media, which led to them going ahead and contacting me to be able to do the project. Beautiful. Yeah. 
So, so you think the internet's going to be around for a while then? Uh, you know, we'll find out. So I, I won't say for sure, Doug, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm not sure it's going to stick. Uh, uh, it's one of those new things. You just, you just never know how the newfangled things are going to happen. <laughs> so as we start wrapping up here, what do you see the future of your experience in real estate? Because I know you've been busy. I think there are some that, you know, experience like, oh, no, I'm not going to do my reno right now. I'm not going to like, did you experience any of that? Did you have any pushback? You know, and it's out of, uh, and that's one of the things that I was hearing as all of this was happening. So as I kept hearing, you know what, there's a slowdown. And there are some people in some industries, there's no question that affected them that way. In the construction industry, not a bit. I mean, we're talking myself and all of my business partners. So I'm talking to them, they're like, we, we need to hire more people. So we, because we just were unable to keep up with the flow that's coming in right now. So for us, so we're seeing something. It's always funny because we all listen to the, you know, I won't say well as news, but you see either news, you see on social media feed or whatever it may be. Right. So you see it flash by at least. And you look at those stories and it's like, it's not my reality, what they're talking about. You know, and that, that was, that's a huge key. So and we could talk on that for like three hours, I'm sure. Right. Um, uh, well, yeah, that's, that's the, that, those are the rabbit holes that we end up going down. Right. But it's true because I think, you know, the, the reticular activator system, you know, goes into effect. And if you're looking for reasons why exactly. the business isn't going to work or what have you, you'll find evidence. Every time. Yep. Uh, and it's out there. And, you know, thankfully you haven't looked for that evidence and, or if you've seen it, you haven't allowed it to infiltrate your, your psyche. And I think that's the, that's the bigger piece, Doug. Yep. And it's, you know, one of the, and I guess one of the big things that happens, I always look at challenges happen in everybody's business. You know, mm -hmm. I've been in business now for my construction business for 10 years now. So everyone's like, oh yeah, so you're set up, everything's good to go. So no challenges. There's challenges every day is what it comes down to. Yeah. And the challenges are different every day. Well, cause that's kind of crazy if you're repeating the same challenge over and over again. Um, so but whenever you get a new challenge every day and the way that I always look at it, and this is what I tell my coaching students. So it's whenever those challenges are popping up. So look at it this way. If it's your commitment to do whatever you said you were going to do, you're going to build this business to what you said you were going to, you're going to have this impact with your movement uh, to be able to do this. Well, you're going to get tested by whether you, whether you look at it as God, the universe, whoever it might be that you're almighty being. Well, whenever I look at it that way, it's they're going to find out, are you truly committed to it? Yep. So I'm going to throw some roadblocks up. And if you pass the roadblocks, then all right, you're committed. And at the same time, it's taking the person I am today is not the person who's able to go ahead and run that business that you and I were just talking about for where the vision is. So right. I've got to grow myself to get there, which means I have to go through challenges. I've got to go ahead and get that. That steel needs to be strengthened. So unhardened. As far right. As and you, you bring in a, a great point is that uh, oftentimes, again, because we're you, the technology that we're talking about, right, the social media and all of that also creates an illusion of uh, a rate by which things occur or <laughs> like how good things actually look. And then yeah. people say, yeah, I'm committed. And, and then, but for how long? Well, how many posts are, is it going to, you know, like- exactly. And it's, it's really interesting as we're watching, you know, all this happen in all these areas when there are evidences of possibility, but it's going to take a little time. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's one of the, the key pieces that I learned. You talked about Russell earlier. It's one of the things that he goes ahead and, and Russell, for anyone who knows Russell Brunson, that's the owner of ClickFunnels, um, talks about when you're publishing, you publish every day for a year. So, and there's two reasons behind that. One is you're going to find your voice because when you start, you suck. So mm -hmm. I suck. 
whenever I started. There's no question about it. Doug's an entirely different person now than what he was when he started all of this. There's no question about it. All right. And that's what you end up finding is your voice. So, and it also means that that's going to grow as you grow. So, and which means your following will grow because as your voice gets stronger, you start finding the people that resonate with it and your tribe starts to grow and your following starts to grow. So actually you, that's one of the reasons why you publish every day in the beginning because you have to get through the suck. So, and actually part of it is you're actually happy. There's nobody there when you're doing it because you're figuring it out. That's what it comes down to. Well, which boils back down to the instant gratification. I want to be awesome immediately and I want 100,000 followers immediately and I want to, you know, 100K a month immediately. And, you know, and that doesn't happen that way for most people. Well, but then sadly, I think for some coaches, there's also, and and while I don't disagree, it's it's a fine line. It's like act as if. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I get it. Act as what that means is have the confidence, have the belief, see right. here and feel yourself doing it, but know that you're going to have to do that for a little while. That it's not like I, I act as if, therefore, it must be the case. You know, it, it and, even and, took and Neo right. how many movies to uh, figure out he didn't need to plug into, uh, you know, right? It actually, plug himself into the Matrix. He was in the Matrix. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, and it is. It's and that is a huge key. So is that you've got to have, that's one of the biggest pieces for um, entrepreneurs to be successful. You've got to have the confidence and the belief in yourself that this is going to happen. And I'm going to figure out how, because the how isn't, even the how that I started with and a lot of these isn't what I'm working with now. Is what and and for about. a variety of reasons, not right. only because you learn, but just because literally things change. The change. market shifted, exactly. uh, technology changes. So, right. you know, so often... And I talk about this a lot and I spoke about it with Paul and so forth as well is, is sometimes we pick models, which is brilliant. We need to do that. Right. right. And sometimes we don't take into account the timeline of the model. Agreed. Like, you know, if I wanted to start a construction business and I go to you, you know, Keith, okay, what do I do? And you don't understand coaching. You could tell right. me what you're doing. Exactly. Not what you did when you first started and what you would do That's to start key. your business right now. You're like, right. what are you talking about? I just, I just post and I got a $275,000 deal. <laughs> like, oh, so that's all I got to do. Yeah, I just got to post once and I'll have a $275,000 deal. Show up. It's, yeah. We yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know, Keith. This, I don't think your strategy yeah, I don't think this works. thing's working. Yeah. I don't, I don't think what you're talking about actually happens that way. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're right. And it's one of, as coaches, that's one of the biggest things that we have to keep in mind. So is where the person we're working with is starting from because for us so often it's we we've taken the steps past there and it's like, well, just do this. And we don't realize we did A, B, C, D, E, F, and G before we ever got the H and I. Right. Uh, And you don't just jump straight to that. And it's so funny. Like, you know, I use Tony Robbins as a great example because everybody knows Tony and, and can relate you right. see Tony walk out and like do a process or, or do something. You're like, I could do that. Exactly. Like, well, okay. One of the things that you're not like realizing is the people in that room have known Tony for probably 20 years. Right. Tony can get away with a lot more. A lot more. Yeah. The conversations got, that he can have because of who he is. He's got the no rapport question. built in. He's got so exactly. much leverage. It's it, right. it's not that easy. Just go. Oh yeah, devils come out. Well. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they do that they, Doug you do that in your room people are like um, gotta go so well, uh, no, I've actually done that. it but it's <laughs> <laughs> but 
I've done things like that, but it's because I, because I understand what he's doing, but I have the rapport first. It's not right. like, that's the key. Right. Right. And, and it's understanding it's more than just like, Oh, I just hang a shingle and people build it and they will come right. like, it's, yes and you gotta and, have that yeah. i get it you know what it's it's the weird the thing we always talk about is the overnight success so yeah i've been 10 years in the making of an overnight success right and and it's important that and and again this is sorry, i thank you for your your vulnerability and sharing you know sort of the process and the challenges because right. that's the purpose of this show is to show that that right. all of these overnight successes all these people who've accomplished so much have been dedicating Tons of time, energy, finances, like vision, challenges, breakthroughs, blood, sweat, and literally tears in order to get to where they are right now to make it look so easy. Right. And there's not, and it's like we talked about, it's the continuing process. It never ends. Right. And that's the part that you see too many people that they, once they get to whatever in their mind was their level of success, like, oh, well, good. Now I can just kind of, you know, relax and sit back and things like that. And one of the biggest things that Paul and I live by, so is either growing or dying. Yep. There's no in between. So either you keep no moving forward quo. or you start falling back is what happens. Well, right, because even, even if you try and do status quo, there are people going to pass you. Right. So even if you stop, people mm -hmm. are going to pass you. You may not be, and it's, the, it's still going backwards by proxy as opposed right. to just, you yeah. know, some people just giving up and, and starting right. to retract on their own. Just even right. trying to maintain is going backwards. And like you said, I mean, even no matter how good you are at what you do, even the technology is consistently changing. So, you know, even if you were nailing your, every bit of your technology right now, the new ones, and that's why, you know, all the new things that pop up on social media, you always have to look at it and go, all right, how can this be utilized to go ahead and reach more people for yeah. me? You know, and it's one of like one of the things that I look, I've always been on Facebook. So, and the whole Instagram piece I ignored for the longest time. And I'm like, it's the young kids. What am I going to do with that? Then the light bulb clicks in my head. Well, you're going to know people once. Yes, exactly. Sooner or later, they're going to get to the point where they're my buyers. Yeah. So I need to establish who I am right now for the brand in front of them. So I'm the one that they're reaching out to. Yeah. Oh, well, that, I mean, look at artists and stuff like, you know, musicians, you know, like Rolling Stones, the grandparents are bringing their grandkids to the shows exactly. because they're wanting to, you know, and the Stones love it or, you know, mm -hmm. Bon Jovi oh, or, yeah. you know, whatever the mm -hmm. artists who are still out there giving shows all ages because the parents and grandparents were sharing what's going mm -hmm. on so that they can appreciate it. Exactly. Love it. Well, as we're wrapping up here, what are any final words, any um, like nuggets, what something that maybe you wish you had applied or learned, maybe someone shared with you that you, you know, didn't that, apply? As I say, one of the things that, and one of the biggest challenges after I had done that first coaching program that I did, so whenever it didn't work, there was a pause in my head because you get into, or at least I did at that point, and I've heard this a lot of times with the events that I coach, well, until I go ahead and make my money back on that first investment, I, I, I'm not going to go ahead and invest anything else. Here's what I want you all to know. So I'm over $200,000 now in my, in my post-secondary education, not counting college. So that's what I've invested in myself to this point. All right. If I had stopped after those first failures, I would have never reached this. Right. right. So continue the process, whatever it is, if it means investing yourself, like some of the programs that I did led me to that next person. You know, I did Marshall's program. So that led me to Paul. If I hadn't done Marshall's program, which came from um, actually a multi-speaker event from Rich Dad Poor Dad that Marshall spoke at, if I hadn't gone to that after I bought my coaching program, 
So if I never attended the multi-speaker, I would have never found Marshall. If I never invested in Marshall, I may have never found Paul. And I mean, literally, it's that huge trickle-down effect. So invest in yourself. And the second thing that I would say, so is find someone that you can work with that you like that has exactly what you want or is where you want to be and go as deep as you can with that person. Yeah. Uh, the challenge is too many people will hop around and grab whatever that surface knowledge is that's there, that beginning program that's there. And they're like, well, I just needed this one piece. I, I hear that so often. I just need this one, this one tool and it'll be effective. Right. The challenge is we all know in business, it's a tool. It's not a process. It's not a system. It's not, you know, support. It's not coaching. It's not mentoring. There's going to be more things that pop up where when you go deep with that person that you like, that you've resonated with, that you want to work with, you go deep with them, you're going to have the biggest impact, the, the shortest timeline you possibly can for achieving success when you're following up with what they tell you to do. So that's always the key. So, right. Um, but that's the one way to do it. So go deep. I love it. And um, I to just piggyback, dovetail in uh, what you said, the two things I would add is... Um, I like the dovetail thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is, yeah, I like is going deep also is that investment. It's not just focus. Because here, meaning... If they have tons of content on YouTube, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you don't go to the show or get a chance to, right. you know, meet them or work with them because that's like going, well, you know, I don't know if I want to go have sex with another human. I'm just going to watch porn. <laughs> well, exactly. It, it, it just, it, it, I mean, it's one experience. way to experience, but it's, it's an entire, it's an, it, there's night and day. Is right. What it comes down to. Yeah. So, you know, so our friends out here, stop having, you know, personal development and business porn. There you go. go out and build a relationship with coaches, with events, find your way to infiltrate those ecosystems. And that is going to what is going to prove to be uh, the most beneficial. Every time. Love it, brother. Well, uh, we got your uh, contracting, uh, contractor hiring secrets.com. Secret. No S. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I, it sounded like I said S uh, that <laughs> first time was contractor hiring secret.com. Yes. And uh, so you can download that uh, PDF and uh, at that site, is there also ways to get in touch with you or is that? Uh, From there, they get the opportunity. They um, see a quick video after that and they get the opportunity, especially if they're doing a project so they can schedule a time to actually sit down with me, complimentary session. So a 25 to 30 minute session where we run through your project and I kind of map out some of the things that you're going to need to have. And then for the people who want to move forward with something with me, there's an opportunity to actually go even deeper than that piece. So if that's the way that you want to go ahead and get in touch with me, you can go there. You can find me on time home reminders on Facebook. So Instagram, it's Keith meals. It's just my name. So on Instagram. So if you want to go ahead and connect, feel free to connect in any of those ways. So for sure. Beautiful. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. I love you for who you are and who you aren't. And I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you soon. And uh, of course, hanging and, and basking in the glory of the, uh, the rock that we share. There we go, man. So I look forward to it, Doug. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Peace. Have a good one. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here. And We look forward to serving you even more. Remember, download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. That's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety-busting meditation. 
We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.